Hi, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the Book of Romans. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. Let's pick up where we left off. Romans chapter 4, verse 2. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. The question is, how can Abraham be justified by his works? The answer is, Abraham was not justified by his works. Paul is stating a condition contrary to fact. The verse should be understood to mean something like this. If Abraham were to be justified by works, which he was not, he might have a reason to boast among people, but still not before God. The whole point of God's promise of a Savior through a descendant of Abraham, who at the time the promise was made had no son, Genesis 12 verse 3, was to prove how it is impossible for us to save ourselves by works. How can you make an heir when your wife is barren and now both of you are too old to have a child? But God does the impossible, and those who are honest about their dependence on Him benefit from His gracious work. Matthew 19 verses 25 through 26. For more on this, see James 2, verses 14 through 24. Romans chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. The question is, what does it mean that faith is counted as righteousness? The answer is, justification is a forensic or judicial act. Sanctification is a process. Justification declares that a person is righteous. Sanctification makes a person righteous. God has declared all sins forgiven in the crucifixion of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit imputes or applies, credits or counts, the life of Christ to us. See John chapters 16, 1, and 19. In the United States, a presidential pardon means a person is free from the condemnation of the law no matter what. However, if the law was broken and damage done, the broken law and damage remain. God declared all people forgiven because Jesus endured the punishment for the law broken by everyone and did perfectly all that the law requires of everyone. Therefore, the law is satisfied and the damage is repaired. Romans 5 verses 12 through 21. Romans chapter 4 verses 6 through 8. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. The question is, how can people get rid of the feelings of guilt they might have? The answer is, it may not be possible or even beneficial for fallen human nature to get rid of its feelings of guilt. Fallen human nature cannot accept or understand what God has graciously done for us in Christ. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Human nature needs a consciousness of the consequences of its actions, or it becomes self-righteous, self-indulgent, and all the more abusive of others. Romans 3 verse 19 and Galatians 3 verse 24. The only real way to get rid of feelings of guilt is to realize that the essence of our life, who we really are, is the soul that God regenerates in the image of Christ through His Word. See John chapters 1 and 3, Titus chapter 3, and 1 John chapter 3. While we recognize and repent of our fallen human nature, we also know that God forgives all our guilt because of Christ, sees us as holy and innocent because of Christ, and sustains in us a regenerate soul that is without guilt. 
see Ezekiel chapter 18, John chapter 8, and Luke chapter 18. Romans chapter 4 verse 16. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. The question is, why do people use works to try to enter heaven or to be a Christian? What does it mean that the promise is guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring? The answer is, fallen human nature is entirely selfish and self-centered. Fallen human nature cannot see or know anything except what it thinks according to its own fallen disposition. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. In order to have a sense of hope and salvation, fallen human nature does the only thing it knows how to do. It claims this on its own ability. If there's a law that a self-righteous person has failed to keep, then that person rejects the law as faulty. Fallen human nature wants to use all things to satisfy its own insatiable, carnal appetites and will beg, borrow, or steal whatever it wants and find a way to claim its good and right in doing so. Selfishness and pride are the death of mankind. When Paul speaks of Abraham's offspring who are adherents of the law, he's referring to Jewish people who claim Abraham as their ancestor on the basis of the law, the laws of physical descent, and because they claim to keep the law of Moses. See John chapter 8, Acts chapter 15, and Galatians chapter 3. The significance of Isaac as the heir of Abraham is that his conception was impossible by human means. Isaac was a child generated by God's promise. See Genesis chapters 17, 18, and 21. Isaac had two sons, but it was the younger son, Jacob, who received the inheritance according to God's word and contrary to the law of the firstborn. See Genesis chapters 25 and 27. The genealogy of Abraham demonstrates that there's no hope for humanity in fallen human nature. Only souls regenerated by the word and spirit of God can live. See Matthew chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 10, and John chapters 1 and 3. Romans chapter 4 verses 23 through 25. But the words, it was counted to him, were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Romans 4 verse 24. The question is, is Paul saying that believing is what justifies us? The answer is, there are plenty of biblical texts that connect believing with salvation. See Mark chapter 16, John chapter 3, and Romans chapter 1. Knowing the benefit of being a believer does not tell us how a person becomes a believer. Believing or having faith or trust, all the same word in Greek, is the product of God's word and spirit at work in us. See Romans chapter 10, John chapter 6, and 1 Peter chapter 1. Believers are saved, but that faith is in the grace of God, which provides the whole content of what is believed, and the word and spirit, which regenerate us and work faith in us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been discussing today. For more helpful tools and a free Bible study guide, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue exploring the Book of Romans.